He turned water to blood, frogs and lice. Don't forget those dirty old flies. Here kill the cattle, boils and hail. Locusts covered the ground till the darkness fell. And Pharaoh pronounced the death of the firstborn. Good. This is how we worship God. Worship God. Worship God. This is how we worship God according to His Word. We pray. Pray. We pray to the Lord our God. Lord our God. Lord our God. We pray. To the Lord our God in Jesus' name. Now you can't pray and hold up your hands, so you've got to wait till we get done with the verse. Alright, now. Singing. We sing praises to our God, to our God, to our God. We sing praises to our God, singing in our hearts. Now you can't sing when you raise your hand, can you? No. You need to wait till we get done. What's next? Give. What, what do we give? Money. money. To who? God. God. We give our money to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord. We give our money to the Lord, showing Him our love. Read the Bible. That's right. We partake of the Lord's Supper, Lord's Supper, Lord's Supper. We partake of the Lord's Supper, remembering His death. I think there's one more. Back in the back there. Huh? Me? I didn't hear you. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> yep. All right. We listen to the Word of God, Word of God, Word of God. We listen to the Word of God and increase in faith. All right. What is the key verse of authority in the Bible? Colossians. Let's say that. Colossians. Whatever you do and whatever you do. Do all in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do, in word do all in the name of the Lord. And what is our theme for the year here at Boonville? The power of one. Do what? The power of one. Okay, alright. That's either one's and either answer's right. Let's sing that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. One more time. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19 And tomorrow, if you happen to go to Walmart with your mom or dad, and somebody comes up to you out of the blue and says, Why do you believe in God? What song can you sing? A uh, verse can you sing? Just Hebrews what? Who builds the house? Yeah, but what is it? Hebrews what? Uh, nope. Close though. Three and four. Okay, Hebrews three and four. Every house is built by someone. Every house is built by someone. But he who built all things is God. Now, I want us to learn a new verse tonight. Time's getting away from us. It's the Golden Rule song. Okay, y'all know what the golden rule is? Yes. Okay. Matthew 7 and verse 12. Here's how it goes. You heard it see. Do you unto others as if they were you? And you were receivers of that which they do. Be free with your service, for life is a school. For this is the goal of the golden rule. Okay? We'll try that sometime later. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's some more trophies that have to be sent. How do y'all get these trophies? Do y'all remember what I said? No, no, come up to one of y'all. Come up to one of the elders, particularly, and say, I want to I want to try to get a trophy, and I'm going to say this. All right, you got to do that. All right? Now, some of the smaller ones... Maybe send a video in. They're real shy. That's fine. You know, however you want to get it to me, that's fine. But uh, I've already got to order three or four trophies already this week. All right, so I'm going to try to get passing those out. All right, it's about time for us to be done. Tell me what true success in life is. Living your life and going to heaven and this life is over. Okay, but part of true success is saying it together. So again, I ask you, what is true success in life? Living your life, going to heaven, this life is over. Still written, all right. Now, what is true failure in life? Living your life and going to heaven. That's failure in life, all right. What is God's ideal for marriage? One man, one woman for life. Okay. And why were you made? To go to Okay. That's the only reason you were made, right? Okay. And because God made you, what does that mean? I am special. I am special. Now, tomorrow you don't go to school, do you? Nope. No. How many of y'all don't sleep in late tomorrow? But listen, you do what now? I won't sleep all day. Somebody's going to sleep all day. But when you get up, what are you going to do the rest of the day? I will do my best. I will never give up and let God take care of the rest. And I'll always remember that right Right. Wrong is always wrong. It's never right to do wrong. That's right because the Bible is right. All right, I handed this sheet out to you. I think I had it to you before, but I wasn't sure. You can get a trophy for learning this. I will do my best. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. All right, that means you do your best. I will never give up. Matthew 10, 22 says, The one who endures to the end shall be saved. That means don't ever give up. And then we let God take care of the rest. My God shall supply all your needs. Philippians 4 and verse 19. So if you could say that and then give me the verses that go with it. All right, we'll give you a trophy for that too, okay? All right, let's close out with a 1, 2, 3 song. You ready? Yes, uh-huh, that's right. Oh, I 
Can we do it before we go to class and talk to you? Not before class. After class, kids. All right, ready? One, two, three. Jesus loves me. One and two. Jesus loves you. Three and four. He loves you more, more than you have been loved before. Five, six, seven. Eight and nine. Love is divine. Now we sung right up to ten. We don't have time to sing it again. That is excellent. All right. I've got a few announcements, and Brother Mormon, I'm going to ask you to leave prayer in just a minute, if you will. All right, when I get done, just a few updates that I've been given in addition to what we had this morning. First of all, we do need to remember the sick. Uh, there's still several uh, dealing with very kind, various kinds of illnesses and all, and we want to remember them in our prayers and do what we can to encourage them. Also, we have several out of town. Uh, because it's spring break and we want to pray for everybody to have safe travels and uh, arrive back safely at the end of the week. Also, remember that there's not going to be a bulletin this week, so please take note of that. Also, the Freed Hardeman Associates are going to have a very important meeting this coming Tuesday night at 7 o'clock in the Annex. So, ladies, please take note of that. Also, well, Thursday, okay. Thursday night. If you come Tuesday, you'll have to come Thursday. So that's on Thursday night at 7 o'clock uh, in the annex. Uh, that's a way to get announced twice, though, isn't it? So that's good. All right. I do want to remind all of our adults of uh, the classes that are available to you. Of course, there's the class that meets here in the auditorium uh, discussing the inspiration of the Bible and systematic theology and things related to that. Of course, in the church annex, we have a class uh, that Brother Jim Estes is teaching on the book of Joshua. So please keep those classes in mind. If there's nothing else, I'm going to ask Brother Mormon to come and lead us in prayer, and then you'll be dismissed to your classes. Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for this, another Lord's day, and for the blessing of being able to assemble here this evening and worship thee and study thy word together. We thank the fathers of young class, and we pray, Father, the things that they are learning will be with them until they die. We thank for the church planted here, and we pray that the continued blessings that we strive to spread that word throughout this community and the world. Bless us in our study tonight. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Thank you.
This one or this She comes to the college class some and uh, has a little baby girl, Kinsley. Super sweet people. They said, I've been coming. They're from Alabama, I believe, and they started coming here last couple months. Anyone else? His dad's in the hospital. We'll put him on there. Gary Panel is his name. Well, if I can type, I'll put it on there. We want to remember Brandon. He got married yesterday in Huntsville. Uh, remember him. Remember Cassie and Aaron as they're trying to stay awake in class. So, uh, anybody else? You want to say a prayer? All right, we'll get Aaron to say the prayer for us. I get this off here. Bow with me, please. Father, we are so thankful for so many reasons, so many ways. Father, we love you so much and we're, we want to lift you up tonight and, and we just want to thank you for opportunities like this to be together, to, to encourage one another, to study your word and to learn more about you and of course hopefully let your word penetrate our hearts so we can know how to better serve you and, and do that in the future. Father, we want to lift up individuals to you that that we know here, that we love, that maybe our family members or friends of ours. And so we lift up Sandy Bonham and Quitman Wigington, Philip Coates, Kim Fowler, Dotson, Karina Dotson, Austin Wentz, continue to be with Savannah, Hannah Peck, 
Larry Wallace, and Gary Panel. And Father, I know there's others that maybe we did not mention by name, but I know that they're on the hearts of the folks saying this prayer with me. And so we're so thankful you know their needs. And, and Father, our prayer is that you'll be with us as we try to minister and serve them and show your love in our lives. Father, also our prayer tonight is that you'll be with Drew. We're so thankful for him. We're so thankful for his willingness to serve you and to lead in such a capacity as he is tonight. So, Father, we ask your blessings to be upon him and help him have a ready recollection of the things that I know he's worked so hard to study. And then be with us as your, your students as well. Let us support him. Let us open up our hearts and our minds and pay attention and, and, um, and be, be the students we ought to be in this class as well tonight. Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for, for your love, mercy, and grace, and of course, for your son, Jesus. And that's whose name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, tonight, we're going to talk, uh, talk about Christ. The first... Uh, First week in class, we talked about the Bible, inspiration of the Bible, and then we got into the second week, we got into the Godhead and, and uh, attributes of God, and then we switched over to angels and the devil um, that I talked about, and then Aaron talked about the history of man with Adam and Eve the next week, and then last week, Aaron taught us about how sin was brought into the world by Adam and Eve. And so tonight we're going to start talking about how what God, the plan God had for us to, to beat sin and defeat, defeat the devil. It's, uh, so it's on studies about a crisis, Christology, if anybody was just really wanting to know about that. But uh, it's, it's a lot about Christ. So me and Aaron got together and we decided we're going to break it up into two weeks and when I started coming to church here at Boonville, almost five years ago now, Aaron was teaching the college class, and he had just finishing up his study of Christ uh, lesson he ha he's talked about many of times. So he's I'm going to start off tonight talking about the preexistence of Christ, and if we have enough time, we'll get into the virgin birth of Christ. And then next week, Aaron's going to pick up there and go to the end. And uh, hopefully... We'll get through it tonight, and we'll, we'll learn a little something. But if I gave you, I'm going to give you six attributes here, or six, six doctrines of Christ, and I want to ask you which one you think would be the most important. I want you to tell me what you think. The preexistence, the virgin birth, the life of Christ, the the trial of Christ, the crucifixion, the death, and the resurrection of Christ, or the life post-death? What do you think would be the most important thing to talk about? There's a hundred people in this class, so I know somebody can talk. It's a difficult question, Drew. Very difficult. Very difficult question. JT still without in my mouth. I was hoping somebody was going to say something else so I could say what JT said is that if the 
if the pre-existence of Christ didn't exist, nothing else would have mattered. So that's where we're going to start at tonight and hopefully get better off. So let's start out tonight in Philippians 2. Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11. Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11. Have this mind among you yourselves, which in yours is in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in a human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name of the of name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, and in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So we have here, it breaks down basically the existence of God. He, he was, we learned from lesson number two with the Godhead that he was God, that he is God. Three equals one, we all know about that. So, it says there he formed a form of God and, form, and he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men. I just want to take this side note now. That's, our, that's us. He took the likeness of men and took the form of a servant. That's what we should do in our whole, every, life, every day of our lives. We should be a servant. And I think that's something you can look over if you're just reading through this. But we need to realize that he was born a natural birth, like all of us. He was in human form. He was obedient to the point of death. I think that's another topic that we don't talk about it much, is that he had a, he had a plan when he came to earth, and he lived it all the way through, as obedient as he possibly could. I think we realize that he is holy, that he, that God, because he fulfilled that prophecy, God, it says here in verse 9 that he has highly exalted him, that, that Jesus is now holy again. And that at some point in, later on in life, that every person that's ever lived on this earth is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. No matter if you believe in him or not, at some point you will confess that he is Lord as it says there in verse 11. So now we're going to turn to verse chapter to John verse chapter 1 verse 1. John 1:1. And I want if somebody would be so uh, nice to read verses 1 through 14 or two people read 1 through 14. We're going to discuss those after we get done reading them. John 1 1 through 14. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, 
and the light was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear uh, came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We go to 18, 14. 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay. So let's go back to verse one. In the in the, like I said in the second in the second class in here, Aaron made us all discuss the attributes of God. So I'm going to try to do the same thing here. I want you to between verses one and verses fourteen, there's eight words or phrases that describe Christ. Now, if you would be so gladly, I would like to discuss what they were. Also, they're in yellow highlighter if you just don't know the answer. So, what's the first one? Word. Word. Alright. So, in the beginning was the Word. Alright. So, the second one is God. Right? Okay. So, there in the first, in the first, in the first verse, we find two names that they call Jesus. Word and God. Verse 3 says, all things were made through Him. So the third one would be, He is the Creator. I know that if you weren't here in the, in the uh, um, Godhead lesson, we'll kind of hit on it again in Holy Spirit, or I think Aaron will. But there's all three of them, God, Jesus, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all had different parts in the creation. Um, we'll hit on it again. And I thought so. If you want to turn your Bibles to Genesis, I think it's Genesis. What Genesis one? Let's see if I can find it here. Twenty six. No. It is twenty six, isn't it? Okay, yeah. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, as in our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish in the sea, and over the birds in the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So you realize there that there's three, three beings that created, that have created it all, and they all had different parts. So then we get to the fourth one, which is in verse 4 which says, in him was life. Good job. So then we get, <clears throat> so there's four words. And then verse 7, verse 6, we were introduced to a man named John, which we all know is John the Baptist. And he talks about another characteristic, which was in verse 7 through 9, which is the true light. And I think, 
you know, you hear that a lot. I've heard that a lot growing up, that, God, that Jesus is the light. Jesus, we need to shine the light. So let's, then we get down to the, verse 12. And it says, But all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So another word or phrase here would be he's called Savior, which we all call him multiple times. Then you get to verse 14. The Word became flesh. He became flesh. And then, you've seen Him in glory, the glory of the only Son. Realize that there's there's eight different names or phrases in, in 14 verses there, but they all mean Jesus Christ. Well, we're in John. Let's talk about... Well, let's discuss, if we like, a little bit about the pre-existence of God. We talk, like I keep going back, we mentioned this in the the Godhead and how we're just kind of hitting the high notes now. We talked about it a lot more in detail in the second lesson of this. But you find the first three words of, the chap- of John chapter 1 says, In the beginning. So in the beginning was the Word. We... We just talked about how the Word was the name of, of Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ was in the beginning. He's, he's always been there. You keep going here, and it, later on in the blue, it says the Word was with God. So, like I said, He was with God at the very beginning and has always has been there. <clears throat> then you get down to verse 3, and it says, All things were made through Him. We've talked. We talked about it in the, in the second class, but God gave the less, gave the plan, and Jesus fulfilled it with the creation of the world and the animals and everybody all in the seven days there. So we get done with that. We're going to go to Hebrews, Hebrews one, one and three. Hebrews one, one through three. It says, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us by by his son, whom he appointed the heirs of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is in radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the words of his power. After making perfection for the sins, he sat down, at the right hand of the majesty on high. I don't really use upholds the universe by words of his power in my everyday language, so I had to look that up. And it basically just means that he controls everything with his power. So I think we need to realize that God is in control, but he, Jesus pretty much runs it all. God is in control, but Jesus runs it. So, then we, we hear, we've heard our whole lives about how, um, like I talked about earlier, that God was in the beginning and God, Jesus was with God. But through Jesus' teachings in the New Testament, he tells us that uh, he was with God. You turn to John 10, verse 30, it says, I and the Father am one. And then you go to John 17, 
verse 5. John 17, verse 5, it says, And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I think we take it, well, I mean, I know when we're growing up, when I was growing up, all I could think about, okay, well, Jesus came when, when he was born of a virgin. But he tells us here in, in, his, in his ministry that he, he has been with God since, the, since the world, before the world was existed. You turn to John 14 and verse 9. It's the same. It's among the same things here. It says, Jesus said to them, Have, you, have I been with you so long that you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Then you get to John 16, John 16, verse 15. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. It's just verses in the Bible here that show that he has been with God since the beginning. I know I ran through that, that part of the lesson pretty quickly, but I felt like we talked about it a good bit in detail with the Godhead. So, now we're going to get to the topic that could be a little, it could get a little heated if we want it to, but we'll try to keep it light, is the virgin, virgin birth. If you want to, you turn your Bibles to uh, Matthew 22, 41 through 45. Matthew 22, 41 through 45. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. And he said to them, How is that then that David in the Spirit calls, his, calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Set it to right hand, my right hand until I put your enemies under, my, under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And verse 44 there is, uh, I'll show you all. It's just quoting Psalms 1, 110, verse 1 there. So, that's the question I have for you. What's your answer to what, what's your answer to the question that Jesus asked the Pharisees? Whose son is he? Okay. Well, my question is, another question is, is he wrong? Was the Pharisees wrong when they said the son of David? Physically, no. Right. We all know that in this class that, God, that Jesus is the son of God. I mean, it tells us that in John 3.16. That God gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him. Not perish, but have everlasting life. We know that it says that he is his only son there in uh, in verse uh, fourteen of John one. So we know that we know that Jesus is God's son. But you go back to Matthew one, Matthew chapter one, and go through all that lineage there that we all love to read about. And but you get to verse sixteen, it says. 
And Jacob, the father of Joseph, and the husband of Mary, whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So we all know that Christ come from the, from the uh, lineage of David. So, why, my next question is, why is the virgin birth of Jesus such a important subject to talk about? That's the question I'm going to sit here and wait for somebody to answer. Why is the birth, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ such an important discussion or a, such an important thing to talk about? Otherwise, it's just been a mortal man. Correct. Oh, it, right. I have four points here, and we can take them as we want. If, Jesus, if he wasn't born a virgin birth, Jesus was, would be more than just a regular, any other man. He would just be any other man if he wasn't born a virgin birth. It embraces the systems which account that Christ is a Christless Christianity. If he wasn't born a virgin birth, it embraces a system which accounts for a Christless Christianity. Everything was associated with his death, burial, and resurrection is false. If he doesn't have a virgin birth. And the one that really sticks out to me, the authority and purity of the scriptures are wrong. If you want to turn your Bibles to Isaiah, Isaiah 7, verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7, verses 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call him Emmanuel. So if we, if we come across someone who doesn't believe the virgin birth, how could they believe the prophecies were fulfilled? So that's why. So my next question to you is, I know we're not, this is where it can get a little interesting. I know we're not commanded to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and I understand why. It doesn't say anything about it in the Bible, how we should celebrate it. But my question to you is, why do we run from it? We can't have the death and burial and resurrection of somebody that hasn't been born. We all know in this class, most of us know, that Christmas was not the time Jesus was born. And if we go through history, it's probably about this time of the year. But I've been in churches that we that they don't don't even get mentioned. And I think that's doing a false that's being false to the prophecy if we don't bring it up occasionally at least. You know, we don't have to discuss it. We don't really have to worry about it here because like I said, the world the in the United States forces it on us at the end of the year every year. But in some places in the world they don't even they don't have any idea what Christmas is or anything like that, so why don't we talk about it more? I, uh, I've been known to uh, be a little, I guess, liberal on this su- subject. I like, I like Christmas. I like, to, I like to have a time where the whole world's thinking about Jesus Christ. And if I can bring, my, if I can bring up Jesus Christ at a certain point in time in the world, either it be his, start out with his birth, 
and go on into the to talk about how he saved us and how he how he set up his church and how everything like that. It's easy if you talk. I don't know. My wife will tell y'all. She every time she sees a baby, she's like, "Ooh, you know." People love babies, so why don't we talk about when Jesus was born and learn, and bring it in and keep going into where how he died for our sins. It's it's a very subject, a very tiptoed subject around, which I understand why. But I just I think we need to talk about. It's hard not to talk about the birth of Christ more. So we kind of ran through this pretty quickly. In closing, let's turn to Hebrews. 10, verses 5 and 7. Hebrews 10, verses 5 through 7. You find the scriptures quoting, quoting Psalms 4, 46 through 8 here. It says, Consequently, the, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. But I said, Behold, but then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as is written for me in the scrolls of the book. Christ was in his pre-existing state when God made a body for him. He was without that, without that body. He could not be the one and he cannot be won and he cannot be sacrificed for our sins. In the pre-existing state, he declared that he would do his will for God, just as it was predicted in Psalms. And then you turn back to where we started tonight in Philippians 2. Philippians 2, well this time we're going to go down to 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as, I, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both, it will, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. I just hope that talking about the pre-existence of Christ and talking about the virgin birth and how incredible it is that we serve a God and, and, a, and Jesus Christ who, is, who is, was here from the beginning, who was born of a virgin. I hope it will give us the strength and the courage to go out and talk about that. As I know it's, it's hard to talk about sometimes because it's hard to believe in something that you can't see but, and how it doesn't make any sense, which I know this could be, this could not make sense kind of, but we need to realize that Jesus was real just like the devil was real. He was real, he was at the beginning, and he was born of a virgin. And I hope we can come back next week and we can talk more about it and we'll finish up our lesson of Christ and we can go out and spread his love through the earth. Um, if you didn't have the opportunity to take the Lord's Supper this morning, it's in the little chapel. We'll go after we say our closing prayer. Is there any more announcements that need to be mentioned that we didn't mention with Brother Doug. All right, we'll have a closing prayer and we'll go. Let's pray. And Father, thank you for staying. Thank you for all the many blessings you give us. We want to thank you for this time we have tonight to study a portion of your word.
come together as a church, Lord, and and we'll learn about you. I ask that you be with everyone in this class as we go through our week and go through our jobs and our lives and be a shining light to you, Lord. I ask that you uh, be with the ones in this class as we do some more studying on the pre-existence and the virgin birth, Lord, that we all can gather more knowledge of you. Uh, we ask that you be with the wars going over, going on overseas. Help them be resolved if it be your will. We thank you so much for sending your son down across for our sins. Just now pray. Amen.